The NCAA tournament is finally here. Texas Tech is seated in the West region, as you all know well. And I'm here to break down what the Red Raiders need to do to make a deep run in this year's tournament. Coming up on today's Locked On Texas Tech. Our Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Texas Tech, a member of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. I'm Ryan Manville. I cover Texas Tech for the Dallas Morning News. I'm usually joined by Emery Lida, but Emery was holding down the fort for me last week as I was on vacation in New York City. And so I just gave him the go-ahead to give the day off. Um, really appreciate that dude working so hard for me while I was out. Y'all make sure to show him some love. But today, I'm here solo, trying to take a look at what Texas Tech needs to do to make it through the West region. It's a tough draw for Texas Tech, but I definitely think there are some opportunities. I'll have my analysis coming up on today's episode, which is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I landed in New York City on Saturday. Obviously, Selections Sunday was the day after that. Haven't been around very much to detail my thoughts on the tournament yet. And so you're getting those first and foremost here. I think that the three seed is very very well deserved for Texas Tech. I think there are arguments for them being higher um, and for them being lower also. But I don't think that it's an egregious draw either way. I think that three is really where they deserve to be, honestly, just based on their resume, best based on net. Based on BPI, a lot of things. I think that the three seed is a really, really good draw for Texas Tech. Um, But the West region, man, I I think that a lot of people have approached this region and and acknowledged that it's tough. And it is. There are a lot of good teams in this region that Texas Tech is going to have to beat to make it into the Final Four. But I do think that there is a lot of possibilities, and I'm here to break down some of those today. Um, Texas Tech is going to open up play against Montana State uh, tomorrow on Friday. This is a really interesting matchup. Montana State, a really intriguing team. Kind of one of these mid-major teams that has something a little special going on. Um, But I don't don't see Texas Tech losing this game or keeping it even particularly close. Montana State is going to utilize the post a lot. I think that Texas Tech defends that very well. I think that their bigs are mobile enough to play down low with them. Um, I would say one thing on this Montana State game, I kind of want to take a a big picture view and look forward to the rest of the bracket here with Texas Tech. But one thing to monitor with Montana State, you have got to defend the perimeter in this game. And that's going to be a key as I continue to talk about the West region. And and you'll see why, because there's a lot of good three-point shooting teams. But against Montana State, they generate a lot of high-quality threes based on their post-offense. So they'll throw the ball down low. And the big will kick it out to the perimeter, and they'll have a very, very good shot. This Montana State team does not shoot the three a lot at all, but when they do shoot it, it is very, very efficient. And so I think that that's something to watch in this first matchup. But again, I think Texas Tech is going to win this game pretty comfortably. Now, the game that will determine their opponents, I'm actually really, really excited for. Alabama, Notre Dame. I know a lot of you were watching the Notre Dame Rutgers game the other night that was very very exciting a nice little foretaste of what's to come for the rest of March 
But this this Notre Dame team, man, they they feel a little tricky. Uh, their offense is really really good. Uh, they shoot the ball so so well. And then you've got Alabama, who's kind of been hit or miss this year. Um, entered the year with high expectations. Obviously, have some things happen in the off season. They have a guy named Amari Burnett. Not sure if y'all are familiar with him. He suffers a knee injury, and he's out for the year. They've been streaky. Um, they they haven't played their best basketball all the time. Nineteen and thirteen entering the tournament, but man, the offense is always going to be there with this Alabama team, and you've got to protect against that. So, really monitoring this first matchup that will determine Texas Tech's next opponent between Notre Dame and Alabama. I do think Alabama will win, but here's what I'm going to say. It doesn't matter if Alabama or Notre Dame wins. Texas Tech needs to approach that matchup with the same mentality, and that's defend the perimeter. Do whatever it takes to defend the perimeter, and that's been the case for Texas Tech really for most of the season. Obviously, early in the year, they had really, really bad issues defending the three-point shot, especially in non-conference play. I know that that was very worrisome for a lot of people, including myself. It looked like they were just going to get outshot from the perimeter every single night. But I think that Texas Tech has cleaned that up quite a bit. Obviously, the number one defense in, in Kempom right now, a very, very good defensive team, probably the best in the country. I know that I've been reading some uh, some national coverage of this team the past couple of days, and I just I, I don't think that people have watched enough of Texas Tech defense because this is not a team that is playing so good defensively because they're a bruiser or that they just beat people down low. Even even like the uh, the stick that the Texas Tech has developed over the last few years of being a defense that relies so heavily on charges. That's true to a degree this season. They still do that. They still are very good at drawing charges, but. It's not at the frequency that they've been doing it the past couple of years. This is a Texas Tech defense that is just good. They are really good. They're very long. They're very athletic. Their bigs move. They can switch all five. Uh, it's a really good defense. But I think that what you've got to do against either Alabama or Notre Dame, it does not matter. I think that Alabama is a little bit better. Notre Dame's defense is really not good. I really don't trust their defense. Um, what you've got to do in either of those games is defend the perimeter. Defend it well. Do not let them get open shots because they will make you pay. Um, and so that's that's kind of the first the first weekend, man. It, it's not going to be easy for Texas Tech. I'll, I'll say that. And if Texas Tech does not make it out of the first weekend, it'll be because they didn't defend the perimeter. I mean, just quite frankly. And, and to be quite honest, I think Alabama or Notre Dame has the ability to beat Texas Tech. I just do. I don't think that it's likely. I think that Texas Tech can and will beat either of these teams. But if the Red Raiders do not defend the perimeter, they could have themselves in a very, very tricky situation with how well Alabama and Notre Dame have been shooting from deep. So I think that that has got to be the key for the Texas Tech defense and the scouting report over the course of these next couple of days. Defend the perimeter, defend the perimeter, defend the perimeter. Even against a team like Montana State that relies so heavily on the post but can still kick the ball out to the perimeter and create good shots. I want to take a look at some of the higher seeds in the West region, but first, a quick word from Stat Hero. I love March Madness and Bracket Contest, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep and won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Hero. Stat Hero's NCAA single pickums pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in gamers winning four times more often. 
Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be, Stat Hero. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. Just a quick reminder that we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, which I am currently recording this episode live on. So be sure that you are subscribed to our channel so that you do not miss another live like this one. I am previewing Texas Tech's region out in the West. Texas Tech playing in lovely San Diego this weekend against Montana State and then either Alabama or Rutgers. But looking up and down the region, I think that a lot of people... Uh, see, so here's, here's what's interesting, actually. Let me pause. I think that Texas Tech fans are very optimistic, or or let me switch that. Texas Tech fans are a little bit pessimistic about this this draw, at least from what I've seen. Um, the, the majority has been, this is a tough draw for Texas Tech. But national media has been really bullish on Texas Tech's chances. I mean, we've seen like Dick Vitale, Jay Billis, all these guys are projecting Texas Tech to go out and and beat Duke, and and even like give give Gonzaga a bit of a fit in the West. I've I've seen like a couple of brackets that have Texas Tech beating Gonzaga and, and going all the way. And so this is a really really interesting draw for a number of reasons. Now here's why I think that this is really really key that Texas Tech has Gonzaga as the one. Gonzaga is the best team in college basketball right now. I know that a lot of people will push up against that. I know that a lot of people want to talk trash about the WCCC. I don't care. I think that. Gonzaga is the best team. I think that they've got the best talent. Um, I think that they've got the best potential. I don't think that this team has truly clicked to a degree that they can yet. Um, and this is a scary team. Like I, I just think they're scary. Uh, you've got a freak athlete in in Chet. You've got Drew Timmy, who who still has not been playing his best basketball compared to what he, where he was last year, and is still probably an All American. Like the dude is phenomenal. You've got guards that will play you all over the court. I'm a little bit worried about Gonzaga, but here's why I think that it's really important that they're the matchup that Texas Tech sees. They've already seen them. That is an undeniable advantage for the Red Raiders. Now, you have to acknowledge the fact that Gonzaga blew the lights out of Texas Tech in Arizona. It happened. I thought the Texas Tech defended down low really, really well, but Gonzaga did what they did, and... It, it was a learning curve for Texas Tech. It was early in their season. Um, the Red Raiders uh, struggled a bit. They were, they were in a stretch where they were not playing their best basketball, and I, I think Gonzaga made them pay a little bit. But here's the thing. This team has shown how they can beat you. Now you go and adjust from that. Texas Tech relied very, very heavily on defending down low in that game. They completely eliminated Chet and Drew, Drew Timmy. It was one of the best paint performances really I've seen from Texas Tech all year and it was like a double digit loss I think it was in the 20s or something and so here's what I think you can do you can look at your body of work from Big 12 play and you can acknowledge the fact that you can you can loosen up on that down on that gameplay a little bit if you end up playing Gonzaga you don't have to defend down low against him so aggressively but instead you can turn your attention to the perimeter a little bit and try and let them beat you down low and so I think that this is a little bit of an advantage. Obviously, Gonzaga, a very, very tough team. Um, they, they've got a tough bracket of their own. They've got to make it past UConn, Arkansas, um, some, some good teams on their side of the bracket. And so I just think that Texas Tech is in a favorable position, having already played the one seed 
Um, I, I think that it's a pretty good draw for Texas Tech. Now, let's talk about this Michigan State-Duke matchup because I know that this is this is one that's caught a lot of people's attention. Um, obviously, Tom Izzo in March is, is something to behold. It's Coach K's final year at Duke. He's got one of his best teams. Um, I think that Duke's going to beat Michigan State. Uh, I, I don't think that Tom Izzo is going to beat uh, Duke in, in that matchup. Uh, Duke is really good. Uh, I, I've been very, very impressed with the talent that Duke has on their roster. I think that they've gotten a little bit of a bad rap recently because of the Coach K kind of send-off at Cameron Indoor and just how humiliating of a, of a loss that was for Duke. It was bad, and I think that Duke deserves to be knocked on that a little bit. Uh, but North Carolina, I think what – here's the thing. North Carolina had to do anything and everything possible to win that game. They played essentially their starters every single second of the of the final second half. It was rough. But this Duke team has talent for days, especially Bancaro. I think that Bancaro is truly one of the best players in college basketball right now. I think that he's got talent that is truly unmatched in terms of what anybody else has. Uh, just his ability as a seven-footer to run the floor, to shoot the ball, to play defense. Bancaro is an absolute threat. And so... If that does end up being the matchup, Texas Tech and Duke. Ooh, man. I've got to pick Duke in that one. I, I just think that this this Duke team has something special to it. It's a really, really good team. And just just so much talent to, to go around it. Coach K has really done a good job with this team this year. I think that they've got one of their best rosters that they've had in a couple of years. But I think that that's kind of an interesting matchup to watch for Texas Tech. Does does Duke end up being the team that Texas Tech plays? Because Duke also does rely on the inside a lot. Uh, as much as they've been able to shoot the ball this year, I think they're, they're a top 40 team in three-point percentage. They've also gone inside quite a bit. And I think that Texas Tech can and will try to take that away from them. And then it's like, what do you do? Do you go to the perimeter if you're Duke? Do you try and shoot it? Um, and, and I think the answer to that is yes. You look at Wendell Moore, you look at Trevor Keels, and you try and you try and beat them out there. Even AJ Griffin. But this Duke team is a really, really interesting matchup for Texas Tech if it does end up happening. I mean, this Duke team just does so many things well. They rebound well. They pass the ball so so well. Their ball movement is, is something to behold. I mean, the way that they run their offense is it's just gorgeous. They don't foul you. Like they legitimately just do not foul you. Um, which which I don't I don't know what that looks like in a game for Texas Tech because Texas Tech has relied on the three point line or the free throw line, excuse me, so heavily this year and, and, and used it pretty well. But I think that this is a bit of an interesting game. And I and I hope that we get to see it. I really do. Um, because it is strongly like it is just it's a very strong matchup, if that makes sense. It is a uh it's a really, really exciting college basketball game. Duke's offense it, it is really good. Um, they they just do inside out everything really well. Um, not a perfect basketball team, but a team that does a lot of things well. And so I think that Texas Tech just needs to be aware of what they do to approach this, this matchup against the Blue Devils. Do they play down low? Or do they stretch the perimeter? And I don't think that they can beat Texas Tech down low. I just don't. But I do think that they can beat them from the perimeter. I mean, the the way that this team shoots the three is, is really, really impressive. They'd rather play down low. I think they've made that particularly clear. I think that they're only getting like 30% of their shots from deep. But 
I do think that this Duke team is really, really interesting. I think they're getting knocked right now because of the Coach K game, but an intriguing matchup. Let me give you a quick word from Built Bar and Bet Online, and then we will look around at some of the sleeper teams in the West. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not a resolution because I actually enjoy eating Built Bar products. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie and high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these, they are better. Go to built.com and scroll down the macros chart, you'll be blown away. They're high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, and low in carb. Go to built.com today to get your hands on some of your own. It's that time of year again. The NCAA tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's take a look at some sleeper teams in, in the in the West region. But first, I want to address some comments from Kyle. Kyle, thank you for tuning in live on YouTube. Appreciate you joining us over here. He, he's mentioning that the Duke has some big holes and that they were hammered in the ACC tournament against Virginia Tech. Uh, I agree with you, Kyle. I think that this Duke team is not perfect. I think that their defense is not is not where it needs to be. I think that they've relied really heavily on not sending opponents to the three to the free throw line, and that's inflated their defensive numbers a little bit. And yeah, I think that that Virginia Tech team is really good. Like I I know that obviously Duke is is this premier program that a lot of people want to put on a pedestal, and they they should have beaten. Virginia Tech against against like common sense right like it's Duke but this Virginia Tech team has one of the best offenses I think that um, there is in college basketball I think they're going to beat Texas pretty convincingly I know that um, that that might not be a very surprising take to hear from somebody that covers Texas Tech but I, I do think that Virginia Tech is going to beat Texas I think that this is a really good team I think that they should be eyed for in a deep run in March and so Kyle I agree with you Duke has some holes I think particularly where they lie is on the defensive end I think their holes on offense is just determining where where they play do they want to play down low or do they want to play from the perimeter? Uh, they have not utilized the perimeter to a high volume this season very often. They've tried to play down low. And if I think if they do that, then yeah, Texas Tech can beat them. I, I wholeheartedly agree. So Kyle, thanks for calling that out. Um, again, if you have not subscribed to us on YouTube, be sure that you do that and you can ask questions to us live just like Kyle did. Let's scan the rest of the West region. We've kind of talked about some of the big ticket names. Obviously, Gonzaga, Duke, Alabama. Um, some sleepers here, I think. We've got UConn at the five seed. Now, UConn obviously might not be your prototypical March Madness sleeper. They're, they're a prized program. They've done a lot of good things in March. And uh, this year's team is, is is imperfect. I think that they've had some ups and downs. But I, I just I think that this is a team that's a lot better than a five seed. Um, RJ Cole is, is one of the best players in college basketball right now. I think the way that he gets the ball to the basket and, man, 
even his passing is really good. I think that his his shot is not where it needs to be yet, but in terms of just the way that he creates offense, it's really impressive. UConn as a team, uh, they rebound really well. They they block shots. Um, it's a tough physical team. Imperfect. I think that they like you want to talk about Duke having holes. This is a UConn team that has got to figure out what it's doing on defense. They've got to shoot the three a little bit better. They've got to shoot free throws better. Um, but an interesting team. I think that they have the individual talent to play really, really well in March. Now, of course, that's that's not what wins you games in the tournaments. We've seen that time and time again. You've got to play as a team. And so if that happens, I think that UConn can be pretty, pretty good. New Mexico State is also a little bit interesting. I know that the Lobos have a, not had a very good offense this year. It's been a lot of Teddy Allen, but I, I think that Teddy Allen is a really good college basketball player. Uh, their defense is really good, though. I think they're top 50 in Kim Palm right now. Um, and I think that if they rely on that, they've even got a shot at taking down UConn and making it look like uh, my little segment on analysis on the Huskies there was completely worthless. Um, scanning the rest, Michigan State is Michigan State. Um, Davidson, I don't, I don't think gets past Michigan State. Duke is obviously going to to blow out Fullerton, um, and, and so that's kind of the West. I mean, it, it's a it's a stacked bracket this year. I think that there's a lot of good teams in college basketball, um, and Texas Tech is definitely one of them. I think that Texas Tech has a path to a Final Four, and I think that the way you do that is you beat Montana State, obviously. Uh, tomorrow on Friday, I, I think that Texas Tech will pretty convincingly, and then you you defend the perimeter against Alabama or Notre Dame, uh, and then you go and you beat Duke, um, and and you find yourself in the in the West Regional Final against Gonzaga. I think that that's the path to the Final Four. I think that that's a that's a favorable thing for Texas Tech because they've already seen Gonzaga, as I mentioned, uh, not a perfect draw in terms of just how good. Uh, Gonzaga has been but I think that that's the path I mean you you are really you're you just need to do what you've been doing all season and then turn it up a little bit you need to defend the perimeter the best you have this entire season and you've got to figure out your offense I mean we, we we've wasted so much airtime talking about this the last couple of weeks but Texas X offense has got to click it's got to click soon um, there were a lot of good things in the Big 12 tournament I thought that Terrence Shannon Jr. and Kevin McCuller kind of getting back to at least whatever full health they can be in March, it was noticeable. Texas Tech played some of their best offensive offensive segments of the season, I thought, in the Big 12 tournament. Now, they cannot have these five-plus-minute stretches where, where they don't put points on the board. If that happens in, in the tournament, they're, they're done. Um, especially even against some of these teams that are sleepers, like, like in Alabama or Notre Dame, that can and will beat you from the perimeter. Texas Tech has got to find a way to put points on the board, even when it's difficult, or else these teams will just shoot you out of the building. But in terms of positives, Texas Tech's defense is good enough to play with anybody. You've just got to do what you've been doing. Defend the perimeter well. That That's really your key to the first couple of games. You, you've got to defend the perimeter well against Montana State. Don't let them get easy kickouts. And then against Alabama or Notre Dame, your offense is good enough to beat either of these teams if you defend the perimeter well. If you don't, you're going to find yourself in a very, very difficult game. And then Duke, I think, it is more matchup specific. I think that there's a very easy blueprint plan that you can apply to either the Alabama, the Notre Dame, and the Montana State games. That's defend the perimeter and score points. Easy enough. It's what Texas Tech has done this whole season to play good basketball. 
I think that you can do that again in these games. Duke will be a little bit different. I think that they'll need to put some attention towards the matchups in that game just because they have so much individual talent. But nonetheless, I think that just just be Texas Tech. That's what you've done all all year, and that's what's propelled you to success is playing the basketball that you know that you can play. And so I think that's that's what you should watch for this weekend. Um, how does Texas Tech defend the perimeter, even against a, a team that, that's way more inferior to them in, in Montana State? How do they defend the perimeter? I think that that's going to be the question that determines Texas Tech's length in the tournament. Thank you for joining me for this solo edition of Locked on Texas Tech. Emory and I will be back on Friday morning giving you our free and full preview of Montana State. We're going to be taking a look at what has made this team such a good team at the mid-major level, what Texas Tech needs to do to match up well against them on Friday, and also our keys to the game and our final score predictions. But thanks again for tuning into my solo episode today. Now make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day. It is with They have insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. Thank you for joining. We will see you on Friday.